How we doing? One day closer to baseball season, another basketball game to tell you about tonight, and one to recap from last night. Oh yeah, we've got plenty of head coach Billy Mole and a little bit of Jack Jaciak and Roberto Pena today on the show, and tomorrow we'll preview the entire three-game set, which will be something else reminiscent of a regional. You're going to have two teams that were number two seeds in their regionals last year. Of course, the Bulls were a four seed, and we know how they performed, but UConn and Charlotte, a future conference member and their team, Louisville, fell off last year, did not make the NCAA tournament, but is going to be loaded up for Bear to try and get back to that thing. Last time they were there, two tournaments ago, you know, they made the College World Series. So you'll hear from the head coach of the Bulls and a couple of his key performers in our second segment. We will be doing all of those games live for you on the channel this weekend. We've had a lot of action last weekend with softball in and around our basketball and, of course, we'll have more basketball tonight with the men hosting East Carolina, a preview coming up in our second block. Last night, it was the Bulls trying to start off the stretch of five games to end the regular season on a winning way, and they did, even though, much like most of their games, it wasn't easy. The difference is this time they made some three-pointers, but it took a while to get there. In fact, it took a while to get the game going. 25 minutes late, if you weren't tuned in during the pre-pre-game, here's a assortment what was going on and we are waiting by the way for the right side scoreboard to, to work it's working elsewhere around the building but at the one basket that let's see that would be the one that cincinnati goes to and so what you do is you unplug that thing and you plug it back in right. doesn't anyone know this Reboot. yeah or just kick it okay. kick it i tell you this is going to be an easy basket to score on now they have lowered the basket so that they can get closer to the power source <laughs> of the scoreboard on top of the basket you rarely get to see this the basket is actually on the ground, people frantically trying to restore power. And now the Bulls are gonna go down to the Cincinnati Bearcats. Now you definitely don't see this. The same goal both teams are shooting on to get their to get their warm-ups in because of the power being out as far as the scoreboard goes on the right side. So this is definitely <laughs> unique. This is unusual, I've never seen they, Oh, look at this. They are actually wheeling in the backup no. goal. Does this mean that they're, this is weird though. If the if the problem is the scoreboard that's on top of the goal is not working, then what is putting it on a new goal gonna do? Unless there's some connection I don't know about. Listen, I'm all for a new goal, considering the shooting. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Replace them both. It's maybe not quite 10 feet tall as Elisa Pinzon has been testing it out and thinking, no, nah, that's short. If I can get the middle of the net, this basket might not be 10 feet tall. Continuing to try and get the basket at the right height. So what they're doing, it's the same thing I've done with my fridge because my fridge oh, at home makes that. this weird noise and basically you balance it out by popping a little sheet of paper underneath, oh, which nice. Jen does Envelope. not like as a fix, by the way. She would rather something actually be fixed. But the <laughs> thing is, because the basket is not at a perfect 10 feet, it looks like they just sort of shimmied underneath the stanchion. And now the all-important, which I didn't even think they had, obviously they have it hiding here somewhere in the bowels of the Yingling Center, major ruler. It is a 10-foot ruler. That's a yardstick, I feel like. Yardstick is the word I was looking for. <laughs> ruler. But yes, it's a, yard, a large yardstick. Thank you very much. And I guess the fact that they are not bringing the large ruler slash yardstick huh. back out means they must have gotten it to 10 well, feet. And Steve Carney makes a good point. They also have to level it, right? Because when you put that thing That's underneath true. your fridge, you got to make sure it doesn't offset it the other way. You know what? It's Cincinnati's <laughs> offensive basket. I'm just eye eyeballing Listen, it. It looks good. <laughs> just eyeball that baby. It looks straight to me. And the delay really didn't affect anybody. It did not affect the Cincinnati Bearcats shooters. 
because they would get out to a quick 9-2 lead. Oh yeah, the delay led to a very interesting start to the game. A technical free throw before they even throw the ball up. So you get, okay, this is going to be a technical. Interesting. So this is actually a technical oh, yeah. free throw because it is a delay of game on the home team. So Cincinnati's Akira Levy gives the Bearcats a most unusual one nothing sh uh, lead. And Jose Fernandez did ball. not They don't get the ball, though. It's just a shot? Yeah. I didn't think I, I don't. So delay of game know. called on the Bulls. And that is the ultimate 25-minute path to getting one point. Now the Bulls look to get two real quick off the tap, and they do. So not cold there off the tap. Dulce Fenka Menciano to Betty Menanga, and boy, that was worth the wait. It's 2-1. That, that was good to see, wasn't it? It feels like old-school Bulls right there. Actually had a pretty good vibe about it right at that time. But as I said, Cincinnati would get a three from Caitlin Wilson. In fact, that three-pointer with 9-11 to go in the first quarter equaled what the Bearcats scored in the entire first quarter against the Bulls in Cincinnati early in January. That was 23-4. This first quarter would be 15-11. Cincinnati because the Bulls once again did not hit a three-pointer and the difference between this poor shooting first quarter three for 11 and previous games is that Jose Fernandez went to his bench a lot earlier in fact five came off the bench Shea Leverett who had significant minutes in that game against UCF was trying to do her part along with a couple players who hadn't been out there for a couple games like Mihaila Lazic and Christina Bromeo. Now, got to say, Elena Chinecki and Betty Menunga played the entire first quarter, which again was not a good one for the Bulls. They would only go 5 of 19 in the second quarter, but they would get a three-pointer much valued last time they were at home. They went 2 for 19 the game previous to that. They went 0 for 21 before making their first three. At least they got that part of things started here early in the second quarter, but then you kind of get an idea of the bizarre part of this game and one that the Bulls really had to fight to overcome that you don't expect you're going to have to overcome. That is Dulce Fankamengiati missing easy shots. Clarissa Craig, six foot three, tough player out there. Bermejo wide open to Chinecki for a three, and it's good. Elena Chinecki makes it, makes it look easy. Like we say, nothing to it, and it's 15 to 14 now. My goodness, that feels good, doesn't it? Oh, and I try not to overreact. I know. No you big did a deal. good job at not overreacting. Oh, that's a nice shot by Levy, just top of the key. Whew. I can tell you, Levy was bothered by her performance against the Bulls in Cincinnati. Just went two for four and four points. She makes it 17 to 14 there. Did a lot of work after the game trying to get herself right. Nice move by Dulce, but Dulce's cannot finish. And that has got to change. She gets uh, her own basket. Bermejo with a third chance for the Bulls. Out to Chinecki for another three. No good. I think that might be Shea coming in for Dulce right now. Yeah. Got to finish around the rim. That's one of those things that Jose Fernandez said. She just had two close looks there. She's one for four. There's a oh. long three for Milton. That's pretty. I'm sorry, that's Williams. I told you she likes to shoot the threes. Malaya Williams makes it 20 to 14. So the Bulls miss on their end. That would have tied it. And now they're down by six. We're still struggling to score right now. Dulcie's got to play better. She should be dominating. And so that's something that's got to change in the second half. She's got to sit on the block, demand the ball, take her time, power up, and score. That was Yolisha Jackson, assistant coach, who was in charge, really, of the post at our halftime interview. Unfortunately, that didn't change. Now, she also said during that interview that they're going to ride Betty Menunga. And fortunately, that was actually the case as Menunga played this entire game more on her well, once we get to the fourth quarter highlights. But 
as you heard, Cincinnati kind of had that upper hand the whole time. And finally, things changed at the end of the first half. This is pretty key. The Hayes, again, another double team. She gets it up, but two bulls, blocker shot. Now it's three on two the other way. That's how you do it. Chenecki depends on, but she does not go up with the ball. Levered over to Harvey. Wide open three. Good, Cindy Harvey. How great is that to see? It has been a while during the game anyway. I've seen it in practice plenty, but that was the first time in the game in uh, seven games she makes a three and I'm magically so it's 20 to 19. I am so, so glad to see that. Here Levy, nice shot there. Little show and go and she puts the Bearcats up 23 to 19. 90 seconds to go in the first half. Menunga wants to drive on the Frailer Williams. That's a tough shot. Puts it up high off the glass and in. Betty Menunga gets it down to a two point lead. It would be asking a lot for the Bulls to be even at halftime. They've been down as many as seven in this game. They only led very briefly in it two to one. There's a good pass to Menunga. Oh, a good block though. Shane Leverett flies in for the rebound. Gets it out to Pinzon. Takes the three, drives in. Chinecki oh. at the perimeter. Now she puts her head down and up and in. It's a tie game. 50 seconds to go in the half. It's 23 apiece. The Bulls are 5 for 18 in this quarter. Feels like a lot better than that. And because of the way the first half ended again, it was just not a good half for the Bulls overall. They shot 8 for 30, but they did make two three-pointers, eight attempts, and 5 of 11 at the free throw line. Now they Definitely were dominating on the glass, but maybe not getting enough out of it. Third quarter starts off with Caitlin Wilson hitting another three. And as you heard us during the broadcast, kind of had to apologize because we didn't know why she was missing so much. She picked up a second foul that either both of us missed or it wasn't reflected in the stats. And that's why. But she came back out and kind of gave, again, Cincinnati the upper hand. The Bulls would get a three from Maria Alvarez for a brief lead, but it went back and forth. And in fact... Cincinnati took a four-point lead before the Bulls closed out the third quarter with four straight points, especially the ending was very much welcomed. So with nine seconds to go, Bulls will have a three-quarters court. Token pressure by Milton. Manunga gets it in, two pins on. The play is floppy. And let's see if two players flip-flop. There's Chinecki with three, drives in. It's got to go up, long shot up the horn, and it's good! Elena lets out a little bit of a yell. Slightly louder than mine. And we were tied. Fourth quarter, could somebody actually get a little bit of a cushion? Thankfully, it was the Bulls. Shaky, a couple of calls went against the Bulls early in the quarter. Cincinnati cashed in with some free throws. Took a while to get it going, but a Harvey three did. And then, as you'll hear, Jose Fernandez calls timeout. And clearly, the message out of the timeout was to get it to Betty Menunga. She would score the first nine points in an 11-0 run. That put the game away, practically. Pins on, corner to Janecki, no good with the three. Harvey keeps it alive for Menunga, puts her head down. Harvey wide open for three, good! Sydney Harvey kept that play alive, and she gives the Bulls the lead, 41-40. to Sid has made two threes. Hayes, they didn't call that, they didn't call maybe some contact. And now the Bulls get the rebound. Menunga wants to go down the court. She runs into Jaden Scott and wants to get it back to her point guard. Tie game, 41 apiece. And Jose Fernandez wants to calm things down. He's going to call a timeout. Chineke Menunga flashes, goes oh, right around play. Niang, and foul. Number four for Aram Niang. Menunga looks to take over the team lead in scoring Come and on, put the Betty. Bulls ahead. And you can tell by Richard's reaction that that free throw did not go down. 11 for 20, 55%. And that one goes through. Betty Menunga now does have the team and 
game high of 14 points, but she's left some at the line. 5.45 to go. Levy just had a rough shot, but she still wants the ball back. She's got 11 points, now 10 on the shot clock. There's Hayes taking a tumble, but no call. They knock it away from Scott, and they get the ball. Sydney Harvey has been on up ahead of her. Just get the ball, Eliza, and she does save it to Shay Leverett at midcourt. That could have been a disaster. When's the last time the Bulls had the ball and the lead? Let's see if they can, I don't know, create some cushion. That would be awesome, 42 to 41. I think this is the first time they've had oh, the ball in the lead. Mononga with a tough catch and misses the shot. Gets the rebound, get out of the way, Shay! She does, Shay Leverett. It was too much of a good thing there. Backs up and lets Mononga score, and the Bulls indeed add to their lead. It's the first chance they've had to do it. It's 44 to 41. And Betty's staying after it. She's got a double-double, right? Yeah, so she's staying after it with those 12 rebounds. Offensive rebounds, 19 to 5. Levy wow. to Hayes oh, on the pass. cut. Mononga good hands up defense. And Harvey with a good anticipation. Another turnover by Hayes. She's had a couple of double-digit turnover games. Now Chenecki cut off at the pass. Harvey open, swings it over to Pinzon, passes on the three. Four and a half minutes to go. Bulls with their biggest lead of the game, 44 to 41. This is it. You're listening to it. Pinzon against his zone does not try and shoot the ball there. Had a look. Harvey now with eight on the shot clock. Chinecki, they pin her in the corner. Gets around it. Over to Manunga. Baseline jumper looks good, and it is. Betty Manunga drains it. The Bulls are on a roll, and Cincinnati calls timeout. Three for three stretch. They've gotten their overall percentage up to 30 with that stretch. And another turnover. They try and force it into Hayes. Mononga had her fronted. Betty looks to run. Pins on, has it now with 3.50 to go. Jose says, back out. Let's call a play. What's it going to be? Really, it's more of a 3-2 zone at this point. Mononga, foul line. She's feeling it. And rims it. That ball was in. Out. And then back in, 48-41, a 7-0 run in two and a half minutes. Four that's shots something in a row. good to see, right? The Bulls have not had those shots fall for them in out shots. I know, I really, know. You know. I forgot it could happen. Right. Levy, again, they want to feed Hayes, but it's a seven-point game now. You might have to watch for Wilson coming off screen. She's already made two threes, but she's only attempted three all night long. Oh, Mononga Betty, steps another. in again. Another turnover. Now Pinzon has Betty to her left. Oh, behind the back! And oh. just rims out. She was fouled. Looking for the highlight reel pass there with Pinzon. I think that's still going to get on the reel. He makes them both, and it's 50-41. to 41. As the free throw shooting in this half is 9 for 12, which is 75%. There we go. Those, that's, those are my numbers. Now you're First half speaking is five my love for language there, Derek Sharp. 9-0 run, 50-41. to 41, Still three minutes to go. By far not over. But remember, Wilson is out of the game. So their big three-point threat is not in there oh. right now. Niang with the ball. Hands it off to Jaden Scott. Levy can shoot the three. So can Milton. And now she tries to drive this Levy around Chinecki. Tough shot, rainbow jumper, no good. Mononga has position. She gets the board, gets it up to Elena Chinecki. Looks up, sees pins on wide open underneath the basket, and she scores. Make it 11 in a row. Good find by Chinecki. And the Bulls are romping. Another timeout for the Bearcats, who are befuddled. Remember when I said that put the game away practically? Bulls had some issues in the final couple of minutes. This almost sounds like, wait a second, they won the game. Something bad happened at the end. Why make a big deal of it? I'm just pointing it out because this is what teams are going to do to the Bulls more often, not just at the end of games, and that is full-court press. They've had major issues. That's why they've been in a constant hole against UCF. They had problems against Ole Miss in a loss pre-Christmas. 
and it was getting serious last night after they took an 11-point lead. And they're going to trap her in the no. corner, and that's a throwaway, and that's the end of the 11-0 run, and Milton gets the basket, and the Bulls almost throw it away. They need some help. There's 146 to go. They're still leading it 52 stack to 43. Stack it and set a screen. Here you go. Yeah, stack it and set screens. That's a, run a double screen for Pinzon, and then everyone clear out. And that's what they just did, and Pinzon's got to get to the ball. Mananga, it's a five-second count. So two turnovers, and I think Maria Alvarez is going to enter the proceedings for Pinzon. 145 to go, 146 to go. Remember, they don't have their three-point shooters in there. They go to Hayes, though, and Manunga fouls. I thought no, that. Oh, wow, that's a big oh, no call. She misses, and the Bulls lose the ball right away. Oh, wow. That's still a break. My goodness, this My could be a lot cleaner. Get it out of your own end. It's like in hockey when you can't clear the zone. Now Levy for a three. Fouled, taking a three-point shot. Absolutely fell down, and now with a chance to cut it to six. Levy misses the first. By the way, she definitely flopped. And B, be ready for some pressure. Maria Alvarez is out there for Elisa Pinzon. And that second free throw is good. So it's back down to a seven-point game, and Cincinnati is oh. pressing full court. Maria's got to get open. That's a bad pass, and Cincinnati has the ball. A terrible pass. No one was open. Seven-point game, 125 to go. Levy wants to drive. Court. Tough shot, but Shea gets in the way. Can they get it across midcourt? This will be their fourth chance to try and get it across midcourt, and Levy, give her credit, fouled Alvarez and helped her back up right away. It was a little rough, but she recognized yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's just basketball, right? Shea Leverett really saved the day, and the problem there is your starting point guard, Elisa Pinzon, has had to be pulled from games, and that was an example. She had two points, three assists last night, did play 30 minutes. Maria Alvarez just played 17, but was handling the ball there at the end. She ended up with seven points. Betty Menunga was outstanding. 22 points on 7 of 14 shooting and 15 rebounds. And Elena Chinecki was the only other bull in double figures with 13 points. Can't forget the two threes by Sydney Harvey on the other end. For the fourth game in a row, all losses by the Bearcats. They only had one starter in double figures, one player. It was their point guard, Akira Levy, 15. But Caitlin Wilson and Jillian Hayes both looked like they were going to get there easily. Wilson hit two threes but ended on eight points because of foul trouble. She fouled out on that behind-the-back pass, by the way. And then Hayes, who had five points in the first quarter, the Bulls just changed their defense on her, and that was key. She was their leading scorer normally, scored eight on two of nine shooting. So the Bulls win 54-45, but you kind of had to pry out the positives out of Jose Fernandez afterwards, who was leading off with the obvious, you know, the key big-time 11 nothing run. Four shots in a row, as a matter of fact. The streak. <laughs> you know, I thought we came out of the, you know, game was tied or one point game. And we called a timeout in front of our bench and uh, we wanted an ISO for Saniki coming right back. But then it went into zone and we got it to Betty at the high post. When they switched from man to zone and we got it there and she knocked down a shot. Um, I thought for the most part we did a good job defending. You hold somebody to 45 points, uh, really 44 because they got a free free throw because our light didn't work on our basket. So, uh, yeah. Coach, some difficulty towards the end there handling the pressure. What did you say to the team to help them get that ball in bounds? Bulls ending up with 19 turnovers tonight. How did you, Glad you manage that? that? Well, well, you know. You, you got to come pressure. want the ball. We yeah. had guys that didn't want the ball. You know, for a second game in a row, Shay Leverett wanted it out there. She provides she continued great minutes, right? She did. You know, um, 
I thought she defended. The one thing, you know, when we play with her, we just struggle because we don't get easy baskets. But we needed her to defend, and she came up defensively there really, really big. Um, you know, Betty was outstanding tonight um, on both ends. So. Coach, what do you expect to see from Wichita State? I'm just worried about us right now. It doesn't matter who we play against. Usually that line, whether it's from him or any other coaches, I'm like, really? Sometimes the opponent does matter. But in this case, he's absolutely right. If the Bulls are playing their best ball, they'll win the rest of these five games. If they're having issues, they're going to, well, have issues like they did last night. Dulce Fankamengiadu has got to correct her. She was just one for eight. You could understand struggling against the bigs from UCF where she was just one for four and only scored two points, but a second straight game where she gets held down. You know, she had an eight-game stretch before UCF where she was 51 of 98 from the floor and saw her scoring average go up two points, which is hard to do in just that few of games. The Bulls, by the way, stay a half game up on Tulane, which apparently is not going anywhere. And Green Wave got to be thinking, we've won six in a row. If we can jump ahead of the Bulls who we beat and then beat them again in the conference tournament, maybe we go to the NCAA tournament. So... It's not going to be easy, even though the Bulls, again, are playing four teams well beneath them. The two that are, along with Cincinnati in the bottom three in the standings, are going to be the Bulls' next three games. They play Wichita next Tuesday. They go there Thursday. Then they play at East Carolina. But as Jose Fernandez just said, Bulls have got to improve themselves because the opponents right now are just good enough to give them a game unless they start games off a little bit stronger, and we'll hope for that next week.